Father, we honor you this morning. We extol your holy name. We glorify you. We sanctify you in our hearts this morning. We proclaim you, O Lord. You're worthy of praise. We rejoice in you, our Father, our King, our Savior, our Lord, our Chief High Priest. We come before you this morning knowing truly that it's through your grace that we can approach you. That it's through your love that we can come closer to you. That no one dares come except your spirit draws them. You're drawing us to the new realities of your expression. You're bringing us closer to the intents of the revelation of your presence for this season. We thank you. Oh, Father, this morning my heart rejoices in you. My heart rejoices in your goodness. My heart rejoices in your mercy. My heart rejoices, oh God, in your righteousness. How we need once again to hear the voice of your calling and draw nearer to the place of your desire. It's my prayer this morning, oh God, once again, that as we gather together in spirit, indeed spirit has no limit, has no boundary. Spirit cannot be stopped, just like you said, a wind cannot be stopped or hindered. You said, for to as many that are born of your spirit are like the wind that blows. You can only feel his presence, but you can't tell where it's coming from and where it's going. May we hear the summoning of your spirit once again to come to the higher realm, to the higher location, to the new height of your spirit. Yes, Father, may we come to the ascended mountain of your voice this morning, I pray. May we recognize ourselves as priests that you have positioned to watch over the affairs of the earth, to regulate the affairs of the earth. May the responsibility of our assignment once again dawn on us. May the cry of your spirit, O God, awaken us from our dramedry, from our slumber, awaken us to the reality, O God, of your purposes for your church, for the ecclesia, and of course for our generation. As you continue to steer my heart and speak to me about, yes, the priesthood of your son, Jesus Christ. I pray this morning that we will turn to here. That we will respond with a heart that is thresh, with a heart that is circumcised. It is my prayer this morning that we will be awakened anew to the voice of your speakings. Lord, that there will be a cry in our heart once again to come into a deeper revelation of what Christ has finished. That we can sit with Christ this morning in heavenly places, making intercession, O oh God. I pray that the Holy Spirit, who is our, yes, intercessor, will help us to pray in accordance to the mind of Christ. It's amazing. Jesus is praying. The Holy Spirit is praying. The church is sleeping. May we know that of our own strength we can do nothing. May we recognize that of our own grace, of our own ability, of our own righteousness, we can do absolutely nothing. 
so father this morning i respond to the cry of your spirit i respond to the wooing of your spirit i respond to the demand of your spirit and i said this morning may there be an awakening in my own spirit oh god as this voice as this sound coming from heaven awaken a church oh god who will be positioned day and night oh god in the place of burning incense in the place oh god of fire in the name of jesus that our zeal oh father will not diminish may we hear the sound of the new day may we respond once again to your walk, O oh God, in our gardens. May we not allow sin to keep us away from your calling. May we not allow, O oh God, our rebellion to keep us away from the place, O oh God, of your calling where we can be washed because only you can wash us. So we respond this morning. We go beyond what is obvious to the eyes of men we go beyond oh god the the drum of war and the wars that we are seeing we go beyond oh god yes the things that the enemy is showing us to weaken us to weaken our hands we take the incense again we dress ourselves with the effort of righteousness we come before you and we stand on behalf of yes the nations we stand this morning on behalf of the nations. We take our stand, O oh God, as priests, O oh God. We know where we ought to change things. We know where we ought to transform life. We know the place where, yes, policies are made. Governments are changed. We know where, O oh God, yes, your economy becomes manifest within society. We know. Elijah said, you meet me on Mount Carmel. That is where we will settle this call. Yet your word says you are calling the people to come to your mountain. He said, in the last day, the mountain of the lost house will be established. May we be mountain climbers. May we be mountain dwellers, O oh God. May we not just be a priest that is overwhelmed by the challenges in the valley. Multitude, multitudes in the valley of decision. May we, oh God, as you did in your day, because indeed Jesus, you are showing us the pattern to pray. When we pray, we know how to engage. When we pray your heart and your mind, we know how to go against the works of darkness. We know how to dislodge powers of darkness over nations, over realms. Your word says before the breaking of the day, you climb up to the mountain. It was symbolic. You leave, oh God, the lower realms. You ascend to the place of authority, to the place of power. And it's from there that you are able to see the things that needs to be executed on earth. Help us this morning, Father. That we will be a church that is not tired, that is not weak. That we will be a company of people once again whose vision has been renewed and restored. That we will be a people who has come to the place of the brook, of the place of the washing. That we will see, oh God, the things that you are saying, that you are showing us regarding the nature of our days. That we will not presume. That we will not assume. But rather we will be sandal with a new voice. With a new spirit. Yes. Of divine intention. I pray this morning oh God. Awaken our heart. Not to yes. Be captured by these elemental things. By these elementary things. But we will ascend to the highest level of ministry. It's called intercession. Christ, you are seated right now at the, at the right hand of the Father. Making intercession for us. You are interceding on our behalf. You are pleading our case before the Father. You're frustrating the works of darkness. It's amazing. 
that the promised Holy Spirit was declared that when he comes he will teach us how to pray for we know not how to pray that when we begin to pray in accordance to the mind of the spirit we enter into the realm of the prophetic he said when he comes yes he will show us the things to come help us to understand the root help us to understand the path help us to walk oh god in the light of your voice help us to restore to restore yes the asian path help us oh god once again not to be driven or carried away by the distractions of the day may we wear the effort may we position our hearts in the place that you've called us to be relevant by now we should know that there is nothing we can do of our own strength of our own strength our strength has failed us there's so much that is being promised to the ukrainians warheads have been given to them money is being promised to them all kinds of things have been promised to them but nobody can promise them hope no nation can promise them life nobody can promise them restoration is that not amazing just like many who have been devastated in our society no matter the money no matter the resource the government offer them we can't promise them newness we can't promise them we can't give them the things that their heart is really crying for and this is where the church comes in this is where the true church comes in ah there's a silver and gold we do not have i but such as we have we give to you friends i've got something I've got something that I can offer my generation. So do you. There is something you and I have that we can offer this morning. And these things that we have that we carry. In most cases are not obvious. And that's why we trivialize it. Because it's not obvious. We downplay it. We reject it. Have you noticed that prayer is the last, is the last option for many people? Prayer is always the last option. When they are desperate and things are almost, you know, collapsing, that's when they remember, oh, maybe we should pray. Prayer should always be the first and your last option. Your prayer speaks of the quality of your spirituality. Your response to the Spirit of God is activated in the place of effectual fervent continual prayer prayer is not an option those who know the power of prayer have moved mountain they have toppled government they have established things that people thought were impossible those who know the importance of christ focused kingdom governmental prayer have moved nations they've averted wars and powers of darkness from destroying society how this generation once again needs to be awakened to the present priesthood of christ how we need to position our heart how we need to believe how we need to trust friends the lord is calling us as he draws my own heart to the issues of the priesthood of Christ to the issues yes of incense and fire to the issues of changing our effort changing our garment coming to the place of effectiveness the bible says the effectual fervent prayer <clears throat> of the righteous avails whatever avails will prevail in other words for availing is to prevail prevails we have to move away from the flesh 
meaning that we have to move away from seeing things from our natural senses, carnal mindset. When you wake up in the morning, what comes to your mind? We have to understand that this is the day of the Lord. The reality of the last day must dawn on us and push us to the place of perpetual prayer. We cannot make prayer an, op an optional thing. And I'm not talking about any kind of prayer. I'm talking about Christ-centered, kingdom-focused prayer. A prayer that will move you to tears on behalf of others. A prayer that will cause you to continue to seek the heart of God until a change takes place in the life of others, in the life of nations, in the life of society, community. When we pray, we see what God will have us do. Let me repeat what I've said. When we pray, we see what God will have us do amidst the most complex situation. When we pray, we hear the voice of God clear, clearer and louder regarding, yes, his intentions. Prayer remove all the clutters of distractions. Prayer allow us to focus on the mind of Christ. You see, you cannot pray if you are not a priest. And we must understand the kind of priesthood that is being restored in this last day. All the priesthood that we have read about in the, in the scripture, including the Melchizedek priesthood, is a typology of the priesthood of Christ. Many of us have not yet caught the revelation that is a priesthood in Christ. And that's why our life is jumping from one crisis to another. Prayer sometimes does not remove the crisis. But it creates a path within the crisis. It leads us through within the crisis. They walk through. They, God did not, you know, disappear the Red Sea. They walk through the Red Sea on a dry ground. You know, we have uh, all kinds of wrong mindset about what prayer is. Sometimes we think prayer must remove the problem. Sometimes God says, I need you to go through the problem. But with peace. I pray this morning that the heart of Christ will shape us into a position where we can see things the way the Father will have us see them. I pray this morning that, oh, we will begin to build again an altar. The first thing that was done when the people of God returned back from exile, from captivity, was to restore the altar. We've talked about that. The first thing that Elijah did when he was to destroy and topple the government of that wicked queen called Jezebel earlier was to restore the altar that Jezebel destroyed. You cannot restore the altar without, amen, restoring the priesthood. What legitimizes the authority of the altar is a priesthood. Friends, we cannot declare to be part of the third day church, to be part of the kingdom or the company of Ecclesia, if the, if the ascended revelation of our priesthood in Christ is not secured. It's not going to happen. It will all be a talk shop. It will all be noise without fire, smoke without fire. It's a new day. God is calling us to a deeper position of intimacy. The secret things of God, he wants to reveal once again to us. He wants to show us the path of life again. He wants to bring us to the place of unism. He wants us to come to the place of oneness, to the place of togetherness.
There's a call in the spirit right now. There is a call in the spirit right now to live where we are to the place heaven has ordained for us. There is a place heaven is calling us into and we have to have the desire to journey with God. We have to come away from the things that we have achieved and we have become to the place and to the things he wants us to become. Let's pray. Father, our heart longs for you. Our spirit cry out for you. Oh, Father, we pant for you this morning as the deer pants for the water. We long for your righteousness this morning, oh God. We want to be clothed again, yes, Lord, with the spirit of your approval. We want to please you, but oh God, the only way we can please you is to respond to your voice. So help us this morning. Even in the midst of tiredness, help us to understand that sometimes, most times, the crown is heavy on the head. You've placed upon us a responsibility. You've called us to stand in the gap on behalf of cities and nations. Sometimes it can be very challenging when we allow ourselves to be buffeted by the pressures of, of society. Help us to come and sit. Let's learn again how to make intercession from a position of rest not from the position of sweat because we have ceased from our own label we have ceased from our own mindset from our own ideology we have ceased oh god from the activity of religion that burns us out yes we've come to rest we've come to christ our chief high priest as Jesus said, only what I see my father do, only what I hear him say, are the things that I respond to. I pray this morning that we will respond to, to Christ. We'll respond to his ways, to his, to his voice, to his mind, to his will. Or we declare this morning, may your kingdom come. Corporately, Father, we declare this morning, may your kingdom come may your government come may your rulership come may your dominion come may your authority come may your beauty may your joy come may your love come may righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit come may your mercy come May your love come. Come, Holy Spirit. Into the areas of our lives. Into the areas, oh God, of our city, nation. Come into all the various facets of who we are and what we represent. Come, Holy Spirit. We invite you to come. Take your place. We know you're already here, but we are inviting you. We are giving you the permission to do what you will. Come. Rule and reign. Rule and reign in us and through us. May every other kingdom in us give way to the authority of your kingdom. The kingdom of pride. The kingdom of self-righteousness. The kingdom of assumption. The kingdom of doubt. The kingdom of of faithlessness the kingdom of sickness disease infirmity the kingdom of hell may they give way oh god the kingdom of fear and doubt self-doubt a doubt oh god of your word a doubt of who you are and what you have said a doubt of your promise may they give way may your kingdom come lord this morning 
Oh God, come. We invite you to come. Yes. He said, Behold, we, you stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open, you said, We will come in. This is what we are praying for this morning. We want you to come in. Come in and reside. But also come in and preside. Come in, Jesus. Come in in your glory and power. We do not dictate to you what we want. We do not dictate to you what we need. We do not dictate to you, oh God, how things should work out. You know all things. We do not dictate to you regarding the state of our affairs. We do not dictate to you regarding the state of the affairs of the nations, particularly, yes, the war-torn uh, ram, oh God, of the world today. You know, it's amazing how Africans today are looking at what is going on in Europe and are saying, well, they deserve it. They deserve it. They deserve it. It's amazing that I hear people comparing Europe with the things that have happened in, in, in Africa, uh, uh, the, the devastation, the war. I mean, it is selfishness. It shows how backwards we still are in the things of the Spirit. Christians. They do not have the heart of God. You see, the heart of God does not see skin. When you still see skin, and all you see is, well, they are white, we are blacks. It shows that this thing we call the gospel of the kingdom is not getting into our brain. And that's why many people do not have a heart to even pray. I hope by the time you stand before God, you're going to realize how we have failed the world. Somebody said, it's not our battle. Then whose battle is it? That's why I believe the Lord is tearing my heart about the issues of intercession. Because intercessors don't see skin. Sister, brother, we don't see color. We see devastation and we want the peace of God, the righteousness of God to flow in there. If you're watching, you're listening to me and you're one of those people, you better repent before God or else everything you call Christianity is vain. It's vain. He said, in vain they worship me. That's what Jesus said about the Pharisee. In vain they worship me. People bring politics to the issues of devastation. Well, if it's happened, to, if it's happening there, it, they deserve it. Who deserve to be bombed? How many children deserve their father to desert them to go fight war? God. What is wrong with us? Where is our love? Mouth, 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 mouth. We, we've lost the sense of what the gospel of Christ. Jesus did not die for a white man. He didn't die for a black man. Yes, things are happening. And things will continue to happen as we are talking about these things. There are still racism in Ukraine. Just like there's racism in South Africa. There are racism in other parts of the world. There's racism in, 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 in America. There will always be evil. But you cannot equate your own righteousness to the evil of the world. We are not of this world. Where Jesus said where there is devastation, we should go there and bring hope and bring peace. I am tired and I'm sick of Christians. Some of them following us. Choosing a side. We have to be on the side of God. When you're on the, on the side of God, you will minister to those that are shattered and broken. Including those that are in Ukraine. You will pray for them. This is not about the issue of Africa or Europe or America. That is what the world wants you to hear. Divide and rule. It's still the same game. The same game the devil used and played and checkmate people in South Africa. It's still the same game the devil is using today. Checkmate them. 
divide and rule. I'm talking about a heart, a heart of prayer, a heart of intercession. Intercession. I'm an intercessor. Everything that defines my life is intercession. We stand for peace, righteousness, justice, equity. I'm not a politician. But we give direction to politicians because politicians are people. Those people, listen, those people who are sitting somewhere making all kinds of decisions, they've got children. You let something happen to their children, you will know that they will change position. Thank you, my dear sister. The heart of God does not see bothers. We see brothers. We see color. And the more we see this thing, the more the devil wins. You like it or not? There is a war we are called to fight. It's not this war that we are seeing around. It's not this war that, you know, we see in the natural realm. There is a, there's a greater battle we are called to fight. Our battle is not flesh and blood. If you're fighting flesh and blood, it means that you have not even begun the journey to the things of God. If I can go to Ukraine and help, I will. If God gives me the resource just to go assist people. Do you know the number of people that have been arrested in Russia? For standing against this war. See, people must, we must see beyond superpower. We must see beyond geopolitical, you know, war. We must see beyond the boundaries. We must, we must see be listen, we must see beyond the, the issues holding us back in Africa. We have to see Christ, our chief high priest, and continue to pray. Listen, listen to the word. He said, if my people who are called by my name, are their brother yesterday, Nathan was saying something when we were praying. He said, he said, I am responsible for the state of South Africa. I am responsible for the state because God says, if my people, if evil continue to thrive, it's because the church has chosen to be mute, to be silent. Hallelujah. We are called to love unconditionally. That's a generation that we are raising. I'm tired of seeing, oh, they are Americans, oh, they are Europeans, oh, they are Africans. Yes, I am not naive. I know that there are divisions, political divisions, yes. I know that there are economic divisions. I know there are all kinds of divisions out there. Yes, I know it. I'm very, very aware. But I'm also aware of the priesthood of Jesus. I'm also aware of the priesthood of Christ and the priesthood of the church. We should be representing Christ. Jesus said, accept your righteousness, exceed the righteousness of the Pharisee. Many of us are still within, you know, the level of the righteousness of the Pharisee. Accept your righteousness, exceed the righteousness of the Pharisee. You have no place in the things of God. We cannot establish the mountain of the house of God. If all we see is skin, is color, is tribe, is border, is race. If all we see is how to use the things of God to make a name for ourselves. It's time we wake up and begin to see the power of prayer. The last time I began to show us this concept, Aaron must burn fragrance, incense on the altar every morning. Every morning when he turns the lamp, as, as he opens the altar, as he opens the house of God and begins to trim hallelujah, and put oil in the lamp as the, as the light of God gets to be burnt, they said he must burn incense. 
You know one thing that incest does? It takes over the atmosphere. Everybody can perceive it. Everybody can smell it. You saturate the atmosphere. No pollution. No wrong spirits. That's what incense means. When you come into a place, you know when you're wearing a, a perfume, when you come into a place, people can smell it. And those who know, who know, who, who know perfume, they can even tell you the name of the perfume you're wearing. Those who are experts, who have, you know, desire in that area, they will tell you the kind of perfume you're wearing. You don't need to say it. They can perceive it. This is what the Lord is doing in our day. Oh, Father, may we have a people who will rise up, amen, with incense. When war broke out, when, when the judgment of God broke out among the people, the scripture said, amen, the priest quickly went and get an incense. He stood before Hallelujah. The death and the living before heaven and earth. When there is destruction, when there is carnage, where there are all kinds of things, what the church needs to do is grab an incense and wave it unto the Lord. Wave it unto the Lord. God restore our compassion. Because it's when our compassion is restored, then our passion for God and the things of God becomes real. Or else we are called hypocrites. It's hypocrites that say the right thing without the right heart. And you see one thing about prayer, you cannot pray without the right heart. Isn't it the reason why we can't pray? Isn't the reason why many of us shy away from the things of God? Because we don't have the right heart. Our heart is callous, it's cold. We are all forgiven. Some people in the 21st century, they are still holding. They are still holding what was done to their great-grandfather. They are still, hold, still holding the Europeans. They are still holding the Americans. They still hold. Come on. It's not going to work. It's not about them. It's about you and I. Amen. You know, doing the right thing. Joseph showed us what it means. To walk in the spirit of reconciliation. You don't have to wait. Even if you seek reconciliation and they don't want to accept. You continue to live in the power and the spirit of reconciliation. The church, we're missing it. But God is calling, calling us back. Churches are divided. The church in America is divided from the church in Africa. The church in Africa is divided from the church in Asia. In fact, there are certain churches that people don't even know exist. God, how we need a change. Oh, may the heart of Christ once again rise in our hearts. May we listen to the workings of the Holy Spirit so that Christ again may rise in our hearts. May truth fan our passion. Oh, may truth fan our passion so God can have an instrument to use for his own glory. Let's circumcise our heart. Let's offer to God a heart circumcised. He doesn't want your sacrifice when your heart is not circumcised. He doesn't want your offering when your heart is uncircumcised. Let's learn. Let's learn what matters. Jesus looked at that widow giving an offering less than a cent and Jesus was drawn to the attention of the weightiness of that sacrifice he said wherever 
the issues of offering is mentioned this woman should be remembered as a memorial why because she gave her offering with her heart she first gave her heart she gave she gave herself before she gave what she has you see a lot of us are given we're given something while we have not given our heart you see a heart is not something you give once you daily give it god i offer to you today my life i offer myself to you the word says that we should present ourselves unto god we should present our body daily as a living sacrifice unto god daily this is how we are able to maintain a heart after god you see as we offer our heart to god our heart will continually pulsate and yearn towards the things of god we will not choose side we will not choose what we want to believe we will not choose what kind of food we want to eat we will not take side we will not we will not play this game this game that we're playing we think we are worshiping god no a whole generation was discarded until they found a new generation we keep saying that god is raising a new generation issues of our heart must be what define this generation issues of circumcision of the heart must be what define this generation not a lip service not 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 you know uh, uh, you know having some form of godliness not you know practicing something that we are not no all those things you see those are the things that i i came to understand and i got tired of them years ago and that's why you see i don't force relationship i don't force myself i don't force things i don't righteousness truth will compel us to chase the things of god when you find yourself drawing away from the things of god check your life check your life check your life you see when you love righteousness you will be drawn to the things of god to the things of the kingdom of god There are no lies in God. There is no unrighteousness in our Father. That's why this priesthood has to be the priesthood pattern after Christ. Nothing else. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's making intercession for us. Did you notice that it is the intercession that Jesus is making on your behalf that is still keeping you alive? Oh, maybe you don't know. There are more people righteous than you that have passed on. It's by his mercy that we are not consumed, friends. I pray this morning that the Lord will open our eyes of understanding. Oh, that it will open your ears. That we will not be rebellious to his voice, to his mind, to his ways, to his will. It is my prayer this morning, oh God, that we will burn through incense. Our life becoming an aroma. Rising unto God. When Abraham built that altar, the first thing he did was to offer a burnt offering. The aroma of that offering rised up to God and the Lord perceived it and cut a covenant with the earth. Your prayer can do something. We are called once again to wear the effort. We are called once again to come via the order of the priesthood. It's time. To reflect the intentions of God through the sound of our prayer. Oh Jesus help us. We love you, Father. We, we, we honor your holy name this morning. Teach us how to love you. So we can learn how to love ourselves and others. For God so loved the world that he gave. 
not just love one path. Men have misrepresented God and many are still holding on to the misrepresentation of God and therefore judging the things of God on the line of misrepresentation. When you come to God, you will see the world through his eyes. How many times have we judged God based on what people said? Based on how people misinterpret the things of God? You see, God, 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 God awakened my understanding to this years ago and he set me free. A prophet can give you a prophetic word that misrepresents God's timing, God's counsel, God's purpose. And then you're waiting on God. God said it. No. God might have spoken. And in most cases, maybe God never spoke. But somebody said God said. And you believed it. Now you are holding God hostage. You said it. Now you're angry. No. In most cases, the problem we have is a problem of misrepresentation, missing, misinterpretation. You know, when you truly begin to understand God in accordance to the way he describes himself, you will have peace that passeth all understanding. Because one thing you're going to realize is that the time that God promised what he said, he will do it. The Bible says, and God visited Sarah in the time that he promised God never fail. He's never late. Hallelujah. Our own amen, concept of timing does not run with the things of God. We need a total overhauling of how we think, particularly about the things of the Spirit. We need a total reorientation. We can be very zealous talking about the things of God why we've misrepresent God. That's why it's important that truth is received in humility. The truth is accepted in the total, total ramification of biblical interpretation. You see, I don't try to speak you know, what God have not said. I, I'm not trying to, you know, interpret my own expectation about what God says. If God says I kill, you better, you better preach that. God says he kills. Why trying to defend God? If God says the child will die, say it. The child is going to die. Why trying to present a different image of God? He is sovereign. Anybody wants to take him to court, go ahead. You can do that. But don't, mistre- don't misinterpret what he has said. Don't tell the people what he has not said. Don't, don't, set the, don't send the people on a goose chase. And don't send yourself on a goose chase. In the name of, you see God from one light. You've got to see from all angles. So you can have a clear view of what desire come to the place of prayer friends prayer is getting to know the mind of Christ and then applying that prayer in other areas that we need him to manifest because of your own you can do nothing even the, the word to speak in the place of prayer he gives you the ability through his spirit for we know not how to pray it's not just about your words it's about the heart it's about the mind that shapes the word the faculty that put the words together the vocal cord that speaks the word all of it is all part of his making Lord we honor you Known are your ways before the foundations of the earth. And your ways are just and truth. Holiness adorns your house. 
May we be a people adorned in truth and righteousness. May we be a people, O oh God, who knows your name, who follow your heart. May we be a people who have come to rest in you. May we see through your eyes. May we hear through your ears. May we go because you have mobilized us. Make us like you, O oh God. Teach us how to love unconditionally. Teach us how to love unconditionally. Help us, Father, to remain in the place of truth so that the ministry that flows out of us will be pure, will be holy, and will be righteous before you. This is my prayer this morning. May we continue to engage the nations as you adjust our sight. May we never be anxious, but may we wait for you to lead us. He said, my spirit will go with you. May we wait. May we wait. Oh, Jesus. We sit at your feet again. And we learn. Baptize us with hope. Awaken an expectation that comes from you again in our hearts. Give us a desire to live for you. To continue to go for you. To speak on your behalf. Oh, touch our eyes. Touch our lips. Touch our hands that they may heal. Our feet that they may go. Touch our heart, oh God. That we may truly know your heart, your mind. May we not do things for vain glory. May we not seek to be known, but may we, O oh God, indeed diminish that you alone may increase in us. May your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. Come into our lives. Come into our finance. Come into our economy. Come into the life of our children. Our wives, our husband, cousins, nephews, uncles, aunties. Come, Jesus. Show yourself strong. Come into our city, into our nation. Come into our government. Come. Take your place. Rule. Ruler of all. Come rule through your government. Yes. We offer to you a shoulder that you can rule from, O oh God. Lead us. Oh, hallelujah. Praise to your name. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to stand in the gap, even on behalf of those who have wronged us, those who have mistreated us, those who have misjudged us, who have castigated us, who have abused us, is difficult, but teach us, even as we grow in your love. Help us. We want to be like you. We want to be more like you. The song says, Lord, I want to be more like you. I want to be a vessel that you walk through. Lord, I want, to, I want to be more like you. May that become our prayer, Lord, this morning. On this platform. We want to be more like you. 
Even when we know the truth, we want to be more like you in regards to how we speak the truth, how we relay the truth, how we communicate the truth. Oh, Jesus. Thank you once again for your healing virtue. Thank you, Lord, that you are teaching us how to become a people prophetic in their perspective, in their interaction, in their relationship. Thank you, Lord, that we will not be intimidated by anyone, by any situation, by any condition. But rather, we will be bold and courageous, speaking your, your, your word, proclaiming your truth, O God, with the voice of righteousness. May we be the voice of one crying in the wilderness of our day. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his path. We thank you. Thank you for a church being awakened. A church hearing the clarion call, the sound of this new day and responding in truth without any ambition, without any lie or guile. So this is a true, a true Jew without guile in his mouth. Father, we thank you. Oh, hallelujah. May the leavens be removed. May we become indeed an unleavened bread. May we become true. May we reflect truth. May we become righteousness. May we reflect righteousness. This is what we mean when we say, may your kingdom come. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Friends, may we continue to grow and increase in the revelation of Christ, who is our chief high priest. May our life this morning reflect the priesthood of Christ in everything we do. First of all, in the way we think, in the way we see others, the way we see our world. I want to appreciate those who have joined us this morning. Thank you, everyone. Really appreciate it. May God continue to assist us to pray and live for him. Thank you, our brother Desmond, sister Priscilla, our brother Melvin. We really appreciate your connection this morning. Continue to live in the ambience of prayer. Continue to grow in the revelation of the priesthood of Christ. Continue to live beyond and above your fear and your limitation. Let Christ be formed in you so you can learn to reflect Christ in every area of life. When Christ is formed in you, it is obvious that what will come out of you will be Christ, not, no longer you. Paul said, it's no longer how we live. Christ. May Christ live in us. May his kingdom flow through us. God bless you all. We'll see you again.